0: Welcome to the Hot Topic Bold Talk Podcast. Dr. Jacqueline is opening a forum for us to discuss opinions on the topics currently trending today. She's also going to share her experience with unique and diverse books that will encourage us all to think differently about the world and change our lives for the better. Together, we cover hot topics and get into the nitty-gritty of how they affect our lives. All in the friendly and engaging tone so that you feel comfortable listening, even if it's not your favorite topic. This podcast is the perfect blend of knowledge and fun. We discuss everything and anything that matters today. Don't settle for the same old stuff. Get in on the conversation.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Jacqueline, and I'm from DTP Leadership Group. I'm going to end the story in this podcast of Louis DeJoy's uh, accomplishments with um, the postal system. But I think there are many things that he had challenges about, and so I'm going to talk about him tonight and how he finally ended up surviving uh, some very painful experiences. The title of Podcast 37, which is Part B of DeJoy's story, is Continue Hearing How DeJoy Changed His Image from Villain to Saving a Government Entity. And my subtitle for this podcast is Learn What It Takes to Work with Two Political Parties and Succeed in Transforming the U.S. Postal System. Now, some of you may not have heard 37, so I'm going to summarize it uh, so you'll have an idea of what I did there in the beginning of DeJoy's story. In Podcast 36, I started the story of Louis DeJoy's Transforming the USPS. Time Magazine had an article in their March 27th, April 3, 2023 issue that was written by Eric Portalesca, called The Mailman. His subtitle was, Initially cast as a Trumpian villain, Louis DeJoy is living for the Postal Service and the Democrats. Now, the Democrats had postal reform as one of their major agenda items. After reading the article, I immediately knew he was the best person to work with Republicans and Democrats and save the United States Postal Service. And that is what he has done. His story is so compelling that I'm dedicating two podcasts to cover what he did. And this podcast will finish his story as of April 2023. Now, after Louis DeJoy sold his business, New Breed Logistics, he stayed on the board of another logistics firm and ran a real estate investment shop. January 2020, a USPS recruiter called him to apply to become the postal Postmaster General. At the time, Roman Martinez was a Trump appointed member of the USPS Board of Governors who was leading the search. Later, Martinez would say that DeJoy beat out hundreds of others due to his logistics ex- expertise And he was concerned that DeJoy would face potential Democratic opposition in the Byzantine process required to get the job. His Republican connections would uh, possibly create difficulties for him, Martinez said. But we felt that what he brought to the table was worth that risk because he was the kind of guy who could shake the place up and the place needed shaking up. In podcast 36, I did mention that DeJoy had turned down an ambassadorship since he said he wanted something to fix. Well, DeJoy got what he wished for. In April 2020, the previ- he became the Postmaster General, and the previous Postmaster General warned him that the agency was at risk of financial insolvency by the fall. Here is how Time Magazine describes his entry into the postmaster general position. When DeJoy took the helm on June 16, 2020, the pandemic was raging and demand for mail-in voting was surging countrywide. It wasn't clear the agency would be able to deliver last-minute absentee ballots in time. Trump, who despised mail-in ballots, made things worse by trashing the USPS and refusing to sign the first COVID-19 relief bill until Congress removed uh, increased funding for the agency. A month into the job, DeJoy made a. A real snap decision. He had learned that the mail trucks were routing uh, were routinely leaving behind schedule as as drivers would wait for more mail to come in. Even then, they were less than half full. DeJoy told his uh, deputies to run the trucks on time. The decision was made in his style that even DeJoy's defenders classified as more befitting a corporate executive than a high level bureaucrat. At first, it seemed to be going swimmingly. DeJoy said, I'm getting reports saying the uh, trucks are running on time. And he's pumping his fist in the air and laughing. Look at this. We're so great. However, there was one problem. Nobody was telling me that uh, they were not putting the mail on the trucks. The snafu led to the major slowdown in mail service, causing a national panic. Americans were relying more on the post office than the pandemic, and within months, millions of voters were expected to vote by mail. The problem was resolved a few weeks later. The Joy set up a new team to monitor operations and troubleshoot any lingering issues, but the debacle helped fuel an emerging <clears throat> narrative that DeJoy, a major Trump uh, donor, was out to sabotage the election. DeJoy's uh, antagonists also started spreading allegations that he was whisking away sorting machines and iconic blue mailboxes to circumvent the mail and the vote. In the in fact. The USPS had been cutting back the boxes for decades because of the declining use of the first-class mail, and the sorting machines were obsolete and had been sitting under tarps, according to Amber McReynolds, a Biden appointee on the Board of Governors. McReynolds was at the time working closely with the Postal Service as CEO of the National Vote at Home Institute and, and has emerged as DeJoy's a uh, defender I tried to correct disinformation as much as I could she says DeJoy was also falsely accused in the press and by some in the congress of eliminating overtime for postal workers union leaders insisted otherwise believe me if they cut if they cut off overtime our members would tell us says um Sauber the former senior postal union off- official with Trump openly undermining the vote, Democrats were nevertheless convinced that DeJoy was scheming to hamper Democratic turnout. It was a deliberate and malign effort to disrupt the election in favor of Trump, says Representative Gary uh, Conley of Virginia. In August, state attorneys general and activist groups filed lawsuits accusing DeJoy of trying to disenfranchise voters. Speaker Nancy Pelosi interrupted the House's summer recess to vote to revoke any USPS policy changes until after the pandemic. Amid the uproar, DeJoy announced he was suspending these measures to avoid even the appearance of impacting the election. When he testified before Congress, his image as a Trumpian villain only grew. One Democratic a uh, lawmaker asked him is your backup plan to be pardoned like roger stone DeJoy, joy defensive combative didn't win over any adversaries by september a federal judge had said he tried to tamper with the vote the amazing thing is that the voting by mail was a great success DeJoy worked with the union idea to expedite mail ballot delivery and he set up a panel to monitor election mail time magazine says in the article there was a record 43 percent of americans who voted by mail the usps handled more than 135 million mail ballots Roughly 94% were processed on time, and 99% made it to election boards within a week. We had the best delivery rate on election mail that we've ever had, says McReynolds. What an amazing accomplishment. Well, Biden comes into office. Many thought that Biden's administration would remove DeJoy, from the postmaster general position, how others had a better idea. Here are actions that were taken, which is described in the Time article. With all the outcries and all the Trump this and Trump that, says Fred Rolando, then the president of the National Association of Carries, I just saw an opportunity. Rolando and a group of union heads and key Democrats believed a joyous standing with the GOP could be the ticket to passing postal reform which a which a small bipartisan group of lawyer uh, lawmakers had been pushing for years then representative Caroline Maloney the chair of the House Oversight Committee at the time brokered a compromise with representative James Coomer, the Kentucky Republican union leaders, and joy. The main priority they all agreed on was repealing a George W. Bush era mandate that required the Postal Service to prepay health plans for retirees, a very difficult requirement which was po- imposed on no other federal agency. By ending the pre-funding requirements, the agency would be free of 58 billion liabilities. Many GOP uh, lawmakers reflexly saw the proposal as a bailout, but DeJoy was unique in the way he positioned them to convince them otherwise. The key to getting Republican support from me was to prove to the Republicans that we had the right person in place to make the reforms, says Comer. You can reform a government agency. You can't, excuse me, you can't reform a government agency with a career bureaucrat. I think that needs repeating. You can't reform a government agency with a career bureaucrat. It wasn't easy on the other side of the aisle either. Maloney, Took considerable heat from her own party for working with DeJoy. She would say to her party, I used to tell them, do you want to fire him or do you want postal reform? She says. Comer brought DeJoy to Capitol Hill to address the entire GOP caucus. There were many undersighted sightings. However, hearing DeJoy talk from a business standpoint, his description of how he was cutting losses at the Postal Service without harming performance, they were sold. The legislation passed the House with 342 votes. DeJoy and Schumer, majority leader of the Senate, and the bill's two co-sponsors, Democrat Gary Peters of Michigan, and Republican Rob Portman of Ohio worked together to get the bill passed. Bloom, a former USPS Board of Governors member, remembers Peters telling him, I can't get the Republicans vote without DeJoy. It passed the 55 Senate with 79 votes. And here's the substance of who Joy is as a person and a leader. DeJoy's pivotal role in breaking a 20 year log jam didn't earn him an embrace from Biden. The White House didn't invite him to the bill signing ceremony until the night before. The event itself would leave the public with no clue that the postmaster had anything to do with the bill. DeJoy wasn't mentioned in the president's remarks and wasn't on stage for the signing. He was sitting in the back of the room. But DeJoy is not. Uh, not one for hard feelings. Six months later, after Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, allowing $3 billion to help the Postal Service go electric, he reached out to John Podesta, Biden's climate advisor. By Christmas 2022, they announced a plan for the USPS to fully uh, electrify in four years. We ended up, I think, respecting one another. He walked into an institution that had a lot of problems, but I think he ta- he has tackled them in a way that's brought over his skeptics, of uh, which I probably can be counted myself among them. There have been, uh, been other victories and vindications. Last winter, DeJoy worked with the White House to deliver half a million COVID-19 test kits to Americans across the country. Roughly 60% of the orders were filled within 24 hours, 90% within 48 hours. And there is no longer an ethical cloud hanging over DeJoy's head. Both the Federal Election Commission and the FBI closed investigation into into him related to campaign contributions and the USPS inspector general said he met all ap- applicable ethics requirements related to disclosure recusal and divest div- divestment pertaining to his holdings with the postal service contractors upon taking the job DeJoy is busy implementing his 10-year plan to save the USPS. The new million uh, square foot regional processing plant near Atlanta will open in 2024, and this is one of 60 such facilities he aims to launch. DeJoy's term as post, uh, postmaster, general will be determined by the board and him. DeJoy wants to transition his 2020 infancy uh, by saving the USPS. Here, here are his statements at the end of the Time magazine article, and I think this is really striking. DeJoy says, "I hope all this stupid nonsense is not on my obituary." In the next two or three years, he says the USPS may be transformed enough for him to move on. After that. I don't know if it's my last rodeo, says DeJoy. I feel pretty young. I got other things to do. So in concluding uh this story, in reading the story of Louis DeJoy and how he is transforming our United States Postal Service is exciting and I feel grateful to him. I cannot imagine our country eliminating the USPS and not in 1775 Benjamin Franklin was appointed our first postmaster general DeJoy is helping the uspas to grow and change with America and I think he is boldly embracing new technologies to better serve our growing population I feel inspired by Louis DeJoy's story of going beyond judgment of critics working with both political parties and being able to fulfill his mission to transform the USPS. I think he deserves a thank you from all of us.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hot Topic Bold Talk podcast. Now remember to get in on the conversation, head on over to patreon.com slash Dr. Jacqueline. Bye for now.